I think what flavor of these new Dunkin' Coconut Refreshers you get says a lot about you. Really? What's it say about me? Well, you got the refreshing golden peach because you're vibrant, fun, and positive. Oh, what about me? The bold purple pomegranate means you're vibrant, fun, and positive. I take it I got this delicious pink strawberry because I'm vibrant, fun, and positive. Yeah, it's a simple system, really. Share the shine. Enjoy a medium Dunkin' Coconut Refresher for $3. Order ahead plus earn rewards. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer excludes classic Dunkin' Refreshers. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The Reality Is. No, I'm glad to. It's for minorities, but white people don't be scared. Asians, Hispanics, you want to come on the show, hit us up. I'll talk to anybody about everything. Like, these niggas is out here fucking these girls and putting it on porn, though. At 8 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday with a heart on, she gets up and she turns oh on the church. Turns the thing up. I was thinking, I'm going to get some head or something start to think. Oh, Niggas are straight out here raw dicking and choking my fucking. God has his hand on you. Why you sitting there? Uh, that was pretty good, man. It just kind of came out. You can't be squeamish when giving head. I mean, you got a dick in your mouth. Like, how much more gutter can you be? Big right? Like, like, pushing the big deal. Yeah. Period, point blank, just what it is. The reality is. Have you ever cheated on somebody? No. I have. Well, no. I, oh, I never wanted to cheat on anybody. Shit happened, right? I never did. <laughs> so, if we have a little bit more, you know, people who have a little bit more, then put, you have a little bit of time to get people who have a little bit less. Yeah. We get equal out the situation, and one day, you know, regardless of what the government does, we will have systems in place to take care of ourselves. Yeah. is literally just starting the podcast yeah. going right on into it and just seeing what happens but today is a, a, to me it's a special podcast it's a special podcast i mean we always got frank on you know what i'm saying frank is like always around he's like urkel to the reality <laughs> is you know what i'm saying can like i be just, like stefan urkel yeah you could be like him Thank he was you. a little bit more smoother so yeah I, he, he's yeah, wasty yeah he was way smoother okay. than, than uh, steve so i do have miss ashley sarai and you were on episode like 71 or yeah, something 71. like that and when we did it, we did a phone interview. You were in Tulsa, so you're in town now. Hey, but it wasn't that bad, though. People liked it. So it's all good, but we got you in here. You were here for the Texas and OU weekend, being in uh, Boomer, Oklahoma. Oh, you Texas weekend. Yeah. Oh, you Texas. Right. Well, oh, I said Texas OU. Yes. Oh, that's like motherfucker saying Bumpton. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't use, don't put no seeds in my shit. You know what I'm saying? So we got a lot of shit we're going to talk about today, man. But I, I just want to say I'm excited. We having a little get together here. It kind of, it just kind of turned into one. You know, it happened like that last year. Ashley came down and we was like, hey, let's get together, you know, get people from the group meet yeah. who hang out and let's get together. You know, for the people who are not here in the group meet, I'll go ahead and apologize. You're going to see pictures <laughs> and stuff. It wasn't, this literally wasn't planned to get to a, a bigger thing. But, you know, we glad it happened. Brandon, he threw down with the tacos and uh, everything is good. Them tacos so, was off the hook, too. They were. Yeah, I wish I could have another one, but uh, supplies are low. <laughs> <laughs> so on episode uh, 141 with uh, Shauna Monahan, you know, that was my Freaky Friday episode. Had you got a chance to listen to it yet? Not, not all yet. of it. Okay, just, had just you started? I had not. Okay, it was, it was, it was freaky a great Frisco. Yeah, freaky, yeah, Frisco uh, sex therapist. Yes. And they said Freaky Frisco. Freaky Frisco. It and works. Frank and these Fs. It works. So, but, you know, the crazy thing about it was I took a picture of her. <laughs> And we took a picture together, and it was a picture with me holding the dildo that she had brought that night. But it's so crazy the feedback that I got on social media from that picture. 
Like, yeah. I, I, when I take pictures like that, I just think, oh, it's funny. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's that's nothing. Just cupping people, the balls. Man, I even had. <laughs> now, people did make fun of me for doing that, like Frank. You know what I'm saying? But it was other people, like my uh, African American professor, you know, from back in the day. And she was like, I'm not. She was like, I don't even know what to say, but it's pictures like this. Eh. She's like, I won't say anything. She was like, I'll just say the brothers used to be hung for, you know, being this close to a woman, white woman back oh, in the day. And I was okay. just like, okay. Damn, yeah. I just got through talking about it. I'm like, I'm tired of being woke, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and we all in this movement. I know, you know, with you, Ashley, you know, you're strong in this. And and I just asked somebody the other day, like, how tiring is it, though, to be mm -hmm. woke all the time, or always no finding fault in everything? Yeah. Oh, and it's interesting you said woke is finding fault versus just being aware. Mm-hmm. I will admit, when I saw the picture, my mind said, get out! Because her hair... <laughs> the way, the and way then I was just standing there, like, holding the dick. Holding the dick. And then, yeah. It, it, but it wasn't I like I got a, this nigga. Cupping the balls. Yeah. It definitely was symbolic, but I wasn't... I didn't fault you for the picture, but yeah. it did evoke memories yeah. of, like, a Becky... Yes. The, and that's crazy, predator. though. Well, just the way society is. Becky, you know, white girl, you're holding the dick, talking about sex, that type of thing. And the way the hair was tousled, just so. Yeah. See these words, tousled. I love. I just, you know, when I have a conversation with her, it's just like I'm intrigued. Writing shit down. I'm intrigued like, by the words, bro. Like, even when she texts me, sometimes she'll use the word, and I'm like, a motherfucking ass. Dictionary. But the thing I like about it when you do it is, like, some people you could tell they forcing it, like you know Stephen A. Smith, you know, <laughs> throw something out there. But you know, you could tell they're trying to plug these mega words into like. Yeah, it's like you don't even you, you're talking about sports. Yes, we don't need to. I mean, uh, equilibrium as high as it should go in your dictionary. I usually when, yes, I, when I use like a, a word like a, that's a big word, I usually call it call it a Stephen A. ism because he mm -hmm. uses a lot of big words, which is cool. You know, yeah. I'm good with that because I learn a lot when I I'm like, oh shit, what let that me go mean? check it out. Mm -hmm. Let me yeah. see what he's talking and about. I start to use it. Mm -hmm. So Halloween coming up, bro. And um, when I was thinking about Halloween the other day, I was like, okay, my birthday is a week before Halloween. Mm -hmm. But Halloween for me, when I thought about it. I was just talking to somebody the other day. I was like, first off, the fair is always in October. Mm -hmm. I've never been to the fair. Never. Then I thought about it. I was like, let's go further. I've never trick-or-treated, bro. Oh, really? Never. I'm sorry. Because I've said on the podcast before, I was raised with parents who were, mm -hmm. you know, uber-strict and uber-religious. So they felt like any kind of worshiping of that holiday yeah. was like worshiping the devil. Mm. You know, and I go back and I look at it now and I'm like, ah, that's bullshit. You know, I don't know. But they always used to invite us to the church. You know, you right. go to the church. You bring candy and yeah, you're doing all that stuff. You yeah. know, you play football with kids. But it, I feel like a lot of times, like, I still feel like that part of my childhood was taken away. Mm -hmm. So when I was thinking, I was like, how is everybody else's experience with Halloween? Do you celebrate it? Like, I've never, like, as an adult or, like, teenager to an adult, I've never dressed up for Halloween. I've never went to, like, a Halloween party because it's one of those things where it was, like, a learned behavior mm -hmm. to where I didn't yeah. carry it on to celebrate it as an adult. Gotcha. Hmm. Don't know what to do with that. Did you celebrate it on your... Did you actually do it? We didn't it? celebrate it. We dressed up. Like, I think about... You know, we lived in Wake Village when I was younger, which is a small town in Texarkana. Yeah. And I would... We would walk from door to door, and it was, you know, safe, and people would scare us. That's the one memory I have as a young person. But mm -hmm. then, you know, the scare of your candy being poisoned... Like, oh, razors. I'm very, back in the day, they was talking about razors yeah. and the candies. Yeah. I'm so yeah. paranoid. I was just like, I, I'll just buy a bag of candy. I don't need this. Niggas ain't doing that shit, though. <laughs> What's that, Halloween or what? The, I ain't treat? never known no black people like fucking up with kids' candies. It's nah, always like white people, folks doing no psycho folks. bullshit. Yeah. Well, you know, when I was when I was growing up, we did trick or treat, but the, the memory that I have is uh, I remember stuffing them. They were like the older kids. They, they came by and stole our bags and stuff. Like, they would always do it. You had to look out for stuffing them like during <laughs> Halloween because... <laughs> 
you know. But but now it's funny because nowadays, you know, the way the neighborhoods are set up, it's just totally different. Man, it's not even really like a neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like, how'd, so you, get, how'd you get got for your candy though? I mean, yo, these dudes was bigger than us, man. They were like, we were like, you know, like maybe eight and nine, and they was like fourteen and fifteen, and they run around with like them scream masks yeah. before the scream masks became popular and hoeing you. And they just run around and just snatch candy, like Aww. snatch your whole bag. Was yeah, it they black or white? They was black. Oh, okay. They, yeah, we was in the projects, man. You know, you gotta watch out for stuff in them. Shut the fuck up, friend. Other memories I have is my neighbor, especially in predominantly my predominantly black neighborhood. Mm-hmm. The lights were out, so wasn't that many people really participating in candy? True. Where you could just walk yeah. around door to door anyway. That's so. why I used to fuck with white people in their neighborhoods. Like I used to hang out with this little white guy named Jeffrey Melton and Jesse Feedback. Literally, those are their <laughs> I names. Know both His last name was you, you do. I was gonna ask you if you knew. If I used you to play that. with Feedback's little sister. Yeah, feedback. I kicked him in the nuts one time. He shot me with a water gun. I didn't want to be shot with no water gun. I gave him a good heave ho right to the nuts, bro. Oh boy. But I used to fuck with them. It was like ain't got dope. No kids now, Jeffrey yeah. Melton and them, man. It was like cool hanging with them white kids, bro. Because I was like, my mama did the best she could do. But it was like when I used to go to their houses, bro. And I'm like, these motherfuckers got TVs. <laughs> Play not not to be funny. We was lucky to get a Nintendo. These niggas would have a choice of consoles. <laughs> Coleco Vision. I mean everything. Shit. Then it's like you know, in my household when we would go to the refrigerator, like we may have enough food to make a sandwich, yeah. but you ain't getting no chips, nigga. Mm-hmm. If you getting juice, I mean it's Kool Aid. Ah, you know it's rough. <laughs> you go to these nigga house, they got the twenty five pack chip yeah. thing. Ain't got variety, like bro, assortment. Bro, I'm looking in the hair, I'm I like, know. man, they cupboard is full. <laughs> and it's like, bro, I was like, Different. I love going to white folks' houses. <laughs> the shit was and, and but you know what's so funny? It's like I never, I guess because of the way my mom loved me, like I still never looked at it as like they had it. I, they had it better than right. me. Mm-hmm. It was just like something that I had experienced. Yeah, it was just a different level for they it. They had more shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was important to do that. And I'm off subject, but I had a homeboy who grew up the same way. He was from Trinidad. So he grew up poor. And then he moved to the D.C. area. And he was like, when he moved to D.C., all he ever saw was like white people that looked rich or had money. He never saw black people in Baltimore with money. Mm. So he was like, he accustomed, he, um, what's the word? Associated. Good. He associated, man, I'm sorry. If she ever moves the to Dallas, intellect, the she's level my definite. Like it's raised. just a basic word. You know, I'm a little inebriated, so I'm off my game a little <laughs> bit. A little you bit. know what I'm saying? So then it come to me. But, you know, it's like, it Jeez. was. what was I saying, though? Um, The guy, the Trinidad, the guy from Trinidad. Yeah, the guy from Trinidad. Yeah. So he associated wealth with white people. So he grew up and he started dating white women. Yes. And almost to a point to where one time we had a discussion and he slipped up and said something like, I think I showed him a picture of a white girl. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, yeah, that's my type. And I was like, oh, okay, then. And at that time, I didn't know his wife was white. Mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, yeah, that's my type, whatever. But he would always speak about white women as like here and black women here. And then if he did like a black woman, he would say something like, oh, you know she fine if I'm, like an, if I'm right. saying this black woman fine. So it was like, bro, and I think about like the lines that we cross and experience and how important it is to still know who you are mm-hmm. throughout that whole ordeal. Like, that's fucking difficult. I was thinking about you the other day because a lot of times you in those meetings and you're always around these white people and it's like, how is it for you to like get your voice out there? Is it hard? Do you feel like it's hard? Do you feel like you have to be soft-spoken not to be like the angry black woman in the room when you're talking about policies or whatever that you're trying to help in uh, the Tulsa community? Um, Two things. I look up to Frank Underwood um, from the House of Cards because of how deliberate and intentional he is. So I like study him. Right. So that's one. Okay. But two, just based on my previous experience as a senior leader in a majority white organization, Mm -hmm. I think I'm more confident in just speaking out because I've always had the mic. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but sure. because, you know, I have locks when I've spoken up against or spoken truth to other people yeah. and then they dial back and I, you know, I'm not, I didn't mean that or you don't have to be angry. Yeah. Um, it's like, okay, how do I want to be perceived in this moment so I can be heard? Yeah. Do I want to come off as the scary black woman? You know, just, is it worth saying that yeah. or how do I get around it? So it's like a game of chess to me, but the fear, is, ooh, the fear one, of speaking right. up is not, all over this thing, um, not as prominent as it was yeah. like if I was 22. Okay. Now this is the funny thing about it though. It's, I feel like we we should be allowed a space to be angry and black sometime. Mm-hmm. Think about all the shit we put up with. Right. Yeah. Microaggressions, multiple ones. To have to deal with, like, you know what? Like, not to be funny, when I don't know what I was talking about on the podcast, and it may have been off the air when Shauna was here, but I was giving her, like, perspectives the way black people view white people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of these basic things, like, not to be funny, like, if we saw a white girl, we're going to be like, you may use words like Becky. You know what I'm saying? Or you may relate them to, like, fetishing over black men. Or you may relate them to, you know, having that certain type of privilege that look, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes will get you that no matter how beautiful you are as a black woman won't get you. And it's those things that we know. And it's funny because it's like they don't know those things. And that's how I kind of tied And I'm getting off subject again, but that's what I kind of tied it and correlated it with Dove. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dove, I don't always feel like everything that happens that people think it's racist, it's not racist. I think it's more so like white people really have a privilege to where they don't have to worry about the shit that we have to worry about. They have no concerns for it. And it's not to be funny, if it's not on the channel that they watching, they don't give a shit. They ain't talking about it in white churches. So it's like when she was saying that shit, I was like, they don't, it's not that they're racist. They just don't fucking know. We have to know what white white people like what they don't like because we got to know how to play the game when we go into corporate America we got to know how to play the game when we go into an interview we want to go in restaurants I know a lot of times I go to Arteza we go to a five star restaurant and she want to take a picture of the presentation because she blogs and she does all of that I'm like "Mm." don't do that I know we I I know we go to these places all the time I know we good and I know that white girl over there just did the same thing that you want to do but we ain't going to be viewed that same way that's the kind of shit that we have to worry about is being black Mm -hmm. that white people don't have to worry about which leads to certain days of being that angry black person yeah I think I think that really you know there's obviously there's a lot of things in the history that we've dealt with that I guess gives us the. Did you hit a blunt? Was that nigga? You as smooth as shit what today. Is, I'm always smooth. I mean, baby. you normally smooth, but you like. <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean, that, smooth. it's I'm like chocolate right cake, now. and somebody drizzled some shit on that motherfucking <laughs> Addison fruit. Cake. Yeah, stop it, man. You're embarrassing. Me. <laughs> 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 no, but seriously though, you know, I think that. I think that we, because of everything that we've been through throughout history, and, and even today, not even just history, but I think we have the right to, to have that angry streak. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Now, we ha- I think we have to be a little bit more calculated on how we communicate that mm-hmm. because we don't want to pe- we don't want people to miss the message. That's what's happening a lot, and I, yeah. I know we're going to get to it with some of the topics we're talking about. We are getting so off topic and off subject with what the issues are yeah. and more focused on you know, like I think we talked about the last podcast, content versus intent. Yeah. We so focused on like, for example, if I come in here and I say, man, my, my wife pissing me off. I'm about to kill that bitch. Yeah. You're going to be focused. On, oh, man, Frank, why are you calling your a wife bitch. a bitch? Nigga, he just said he's going to kill her. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So we so politically correct mm-hmm. and focus on what that is versus what the real issues are. True. That's what's happened with Colin Kaepernick and everything else. Yeah. So um, I think that that's just that's just something that we do here lately and, and I think it distracts us from what the real issues are yeah. uh, but there's a lot of things that's going on with black folks particularly that 
that gives us, to me, in my opinion, the right to be upset. Yeah. But I have to be real calculated on when I express that and who I'm with when I'm expressing yeah. that. Can I get your phone number? <laughs> this nigga's talking smooth. Hey man, I'm just <laughs> look. I'm about to bring it down to octave for the next five minutes. No, now this no. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna throw you for a loop real quick. I'm going to Ashley because this this is a topic that I've talked to to Ashley about interracial dating. Mm. Um, and it's it's funny the because we're interracial dating. You know expert. what I'm saying? But it's funny because it's like I, when you talk about interracial dating, you normally think about a black guy, white woman, white woman, black guy. You don't really think black woman, white guy. Right. So. Ashley is married and she's married to a white man. White Mike, what they call him. Yeah, white Mike, and he cool. But the funny thing about it is when I honestly, when I first heard or found out that she was married to a white guy, I was like, I wouldn't have never thought it. That's what everybody says. <laughs> he was the first white guy I ever dated. That's what I'm saying. Period. Or a non black person. That's period. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So like when I, I saw you. it, I was like, nah, man. And it wasn't even no nah, like whatever, but it's like, it's nah, like if you saw Sanai Lathan with a brother. Or if you saw uh, Nia Long with a brother, you're going to be like, man, that's like a soul sister. Like, yeah, that's a yeah. sister. That was the narrative. How, how Somebody from college at an OU Texas one weekend uh-huh. was like, you know, you were so pro-black, I would never picture you with a white guy. So yeah. what is it like? Because I've asked you. Yeah. I was like, when things come up, you know, like right now, it's like a height of racial society mm-hmm. right now and it's like Everything what how, like do you guys openly discuss these things is he yes. and the things that he doesn't know is he willing to listen and try and yeah. be empathetic to that position so first and foremost what i would tell people is like i'm I, i'm i'm going to be ashley yeah anywhere and hey, i'm boogie. able to do that with him so yeah. you know if i wasn't able to do that it wasn't going to work i navigate life as a black woman yeah um even at home and my husband i think that um, just based on how he grew up and people he grew up around, you know, there's been a, a level of consciousness that I would say increased um, in college and especially when he started teaching uh, basically 100% black students. Yeah. Um, so, like, seeing inequities in terms of how at this black school, it's like, oh, it's cool if 8% of y'all in the whole grade pass the state test. Yeah. So just, like, being angered at that, I think um, because we're both in education, you know, we, we talk about those things. I think um, when we talk about race, he talks about leveraging his privilege as a white male mm-hmm. to speak up in those spaces um, and being more bold. So yeah. it's it's never a day when we don't talk about it. Yeah. Uh, it's not like we don't take off hats and things like that. It's just like, okay, we're here to do this work. And he, like, he... Um, yeah, no. He 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 reads nonfiction. I read fiction. Yeah. And he's constantly looking at okay, how are we gonna disrupt the system? So, yeah. but not in a wankster way. I don't like I don't like wankster's. I yeah. need you to be yourself. You're white. Yeah. You I've know, always said that too. None, none, of, the, none girl, of the wankster. Yeah. Now. I need her to be straight up. Right. Yeah. She can even have one of them '90s booties, like the long teardrop <laughs> booties. She ain't even got to have one of them fat asses like they got today. <laughs> I'll take the old oh, model. Yeah. I'm cool with that shit. So that's how we vibe. So what, now. You hear a lot of guys. It was a guy the other day, and I, I may have already said this on the podcast. It was a black guy that called in to uh, Breakfast Club. And when he was on there, he was like, I'm with a white girl. He's like, I've been with this white woman for a couple years. He's like, I love her. I care about her. She loves me. And I think the girl was wanting to take it to another level. But he was like, I want to be with a black woman. Right. He's like, when I have a baby, I envision myself having a chocolate baby that looks like me. Mm. He was like, and, and Charlamagne and it was like, but do you love her? And he's like, yeah, I love her. She's a dope woman. He's like, but this whole movement that's done happen, it makes you think back. And it makes you be like, 
should I? Or it makes you feel more empowered. You know what I'm saying? To be Yes what I'm saying. Exactly. So that was that and that was that was my question. So like is with this whole movement of being everybody's pro black now, everybody has natural hair. Like people like myself and you, we've been doing this shit for years. But it's like you see the movement now that it's happening where people are turning back, like really looking at themselves and trying to find out who they are and where they come from. So in this whole period, like how is that for you, you know, still being with Mike and making this work because I know if you're like me, you're changing and your mind is evolving and you're thinking differently almost every other day at this yeah. age. Yeah. The thing I would say I've experienced the most, so you know that James Baldwin quote where he's like, to be conscious in America is to be in a constant state of rage. Mm-hmm. The rage has hit, has hit a peak, so, um, but it's not like I look at Mike and I'm just like, oh, I can't believe I'm, you know, I'm Olivia Pope in it like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it hasn't shifted. Scandal. That may be the name of the podcast, man. <laughs> Olivia Pope. Olivia Pope. It hasn't yeah. shifted how I engage with him, but it has. He has had to adjust to my like frustration. Like um, a group that we're with, and I'll keep it anonymous because we're still there. Yeah, 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 cool. I'm just like. I can't stand being in the same room with them because they don't want to learn. And yeah. I was talking about white people and he knew it. Yeah. So like he has to deal with my very real frustration yeah. at groups of people that look like him and yeah. hear it. And but he receives it. But and, and that's good though. And that's funny. And I and I shout out to uh Shauna Monahan because it was the same thing. Like the other day she was talking about her co- uh, her husband who's a cop. And like she was giving out her number for therapy and I was like, Well, is this your cell phone number or is this like Whatever I was like, so I'm telling you from Freaky Friday episodes and women being on the podcast, yeah. dudes, depending on how the woman's voice sounds or if she's talking about sex, niggas is looking them up. The yes, what I'm saying. I was like, so I don't know what number you want to give out, and she was like, well, this number is cool. And she's like, if somebody did stalk me, and she's like, I have a, she's like, I have a big husband, and he works for DPD, and he'll shoot you dead. And I said, uh, I said your husband, I said, uh, I said your husband's white. This is a black podcast. I was like, you may not want to say that. I said, what you probably should say is I have a husband that can protect me. And he will enforce the law. And if you break the law and you continue to break the law in an aggressive manner, he will shoot you dead. He he will do his job. It's a protocol. He'll do his job. I was like, you can't say that on a black podcast at the height of this tension right now. They will disregard everything you said prior to that. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I was like, I I know. But that's that part of not really understanding of not really the privilege of not really worrying about what you got to say. Or what you have to say or what you're about to say or how to offend somebody. Right. And that's Mm. that's the interesting thing because, you know, I think some people... And I would probably, I don't know your husband, but I would think that he is very aware of his privilege as a white person, especially white male. White male privilege is, you know, the most prevalent privilege that there is. But there's some people, especially white males, who don't even understand what white privilege is. And I'm like, how can you not? But they don't have to understand it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's something that they they don't necessarily have to learn about because the whole world is, is... Designed yeah. for them to benefit from it, and that's what the privilege is, you know. So yeah. maybe if the whole world was designed to benefit from me being a black man, I wouldn't think about it either. It's just yeah. an unconscious thing, you know sure. what I mean? That makes well, sense. That's why you saw them show up for Trump because he gar- he he shows them we're going to do everything we can to stave off this rise of the global majority, yeah. which right. is. Black, exactly. brown yeah. people. Black brown people. Their fear of the takeover because. Minorities are multiplying, um, is why they flock to Mr. 45. Right. And that's why they're making, well, the, his whole thing about making America great again, that's yeah. just coded language. We know what that means. Do you feel <laughs> like you, you can even change this, though? Like, when I, when, I, when I continue to hear, like, all these political fights and debates and what's right, what's not, what's good, what's bad, who's right, who's wrong, black is better, white is better. Like, I even feel like it's now getting to a point to where we've gotten so tired of, like, white rhetoric 
that we're almost starting to look like them. Like we're starting to look like them. Meaning, like some of the things that we say, some of the like the way people view. Like, not to be funny, if I hear certain black people talk about Trump and white people at this point in time, it's no different than me hearing a racist white person talk about a black person. But you know, it's interesting. Like, it's, it's that. that strong with certain people. Mm-hmm. Like, they just don't fuck with white people. Yeah, I haven't I haven't read the article. Yeah, I really need to though. But the last time we were podcasting, King brought up that article that black males are the white people of the black race. Did you ever get Did a chance to read that? that I read that. Okay, now I, I want y'all to explain that to me, and she gonna probably be able to break it down too. Okay, well let you me told let, me, but let, I had a lot of shit please, going on. Ashley, please. Just like a high level overview. I don't know if y'all read Very Smart Brothers, but it's a, I think it's two or three black authors mm-hmm. from the DMV, DMV. Um, who write articles, and it was an attention grabbing headline talking about. You know, or the analogy of black men are the white people to black women because of misogyny that's rampant in our community, the violence against black women on, you know, at the hands of black men, Um, which, of course, like institutionally, you all, the black monolith male, you know, doesn't have the power to put the boot on our necks the way white people have done us. But um, they did draw some some great things to look at in terms of how black males treat us black women interesting most of the black males i know um that aren't like who don't ascribe to being feminists could not get past the title so they hung on to the title and the argument was lost versus the very valid points and that's the hard part but the thing about it is i want to i want just from just giving that high overview i can see why somebody could draw that conclusion i really can because and it's seemingly the more successful black men. It's almost like they are. I'm telling you, it's like the more we elevate, it's almost like the more you start looking for white women or yeah. white women is all you see. Right. And it's funny because to. I even told Artizi, I was like, if I broke, if me and her broke up and we stopped talking, I was like, I don't, I, I don't know one black girl that I know right now mm. in my circle or outside of that that I would be like, I can fuck with. Because right. I'm picky. On that level. Yeah. I'm picky, bro. Like I've had like three girlfriends my whole life, and I just fucked them between the rest of the time, because mm-hmm. I'm so picky. Because it's like I need somebody who's gonna be understanding. Because I'm the type of motherfucker, yeah. bro. I'm gonna do my shit whether you like it or not, regardless, irregardless. And I'm gonna give you the option <laughs> where I say if you want to break up or you want to leave, you can do that. Yeah, that's who I am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So cool, but it's funny to to, to say that like with the interracial thing, because like people, I was having this discussion earlier today. With me right now, when people hear me talk pro-black stuff on the podcast or talk about how much I love black women or having a dark-skinned baby, people be like, hey, bro, you know if you end up with a white girl, especially if you blow up, people going to be like, hey, you, you, you fell off, bro. Mm-hmm. You one of them dudes now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, that's a lot of pressure, bro. Yeah. What if I, I mean, what if I, I mean, what if I end up liking one? Yeah. Or oh, really, loving one. Oh, that's loving what, like one. you, like, mm-hmm. I, like, not to be funny, I never questioned Ashley when I saw her marry a white dude. Because I knew it was going to be, you know, the only person I even know you being with is my homeboy, Brandon. Mm. That's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I know you had other boyfriends, but you didn't. You weren't that type of person that's out with just anybody. So it's like when she did, I was like, okay, that's cool. So sometimes I'd be like, man, maybe I'll feel this way. I've cared about a white girl before, yeah. but I've never took it further because of the whole stigma. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've left a lot of white girls in the back. Because I was like, nah, I ain't going to bring her. Can't know? do it. And then it's like you start feeling bad because it's like you smashing them and you eating in these little tucked away places, but you ain't never bringing them around your mama. Yeah. You ain't never doing like, uh, what's that nigga name? Uh, Gerard Carmichael. He was talking to this. He did. You seen his last stand up? Eight. I think it's called yeah, Eight. It. But he did a stand up and it was a brother in the crowd and he was like, fuck, it's hard being black. 
He's like, you know, do you, do you know how fucking hard it is being black? He's like, it's hard being black. He was like, this guy right here, and he was talking to the guy in the crowd. He's like, this guy right here. He's like, it's fucking hard. It's hard. It's hard. He's like, you got that's your girl. It was a white girl next to him. He's like, how hard is it being a black man? He was like, is your he's like, is your mama alive or your mama dead? He's like, my mom dead. He said, you see what I'm talking about? He was like, if his mother was alive, she he wouldn't be sitting he here with her. With and it's all those decisions that we have to make. Yeah. Worried about how society's gonna view us, yeah. and even worse, how black people gonna treat us. Cause we judge like a motherfucker. Yeah. Oh yeah. All the dirt we do. Mm-hmm. All the shit we do. Or we canceling fun- people out. There's so many questions, you know, like the hypotheticals on Facebook, you know, is this person, can we look up to this person or can you be woke and be with a white person? Yes. And there, I know there are some people who dismiss me and it's mm-hmm. fine. My work stands for itself. It you does. know, you're not going to stop me from <laughs> doing what I do. Yeah. I, being with a person of another race Who's doesn't to do negate those same my things. experience because I can't, I mean, I'm black yeah. right. <laughs> every day of no the week. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I think that's difficult too. I mean, because especially, I think men are more critical than females are. So when you have a man who, uh, I mean, even just through our history with all of our, like, you know, this, like what's that, Frederick Douglass, you know what I'm saying? Married mm-hmm. women. Of course, it was his second marriage, but still, like, you have people who even question those individuals' uh, level of downness and wokeness because mm-hmm. they married white women. And um, I think that the, the the biggest thing is people start to question, you know, who you are as an individual yeah. because you're married to this individual. You know what I'm saying? As like, long as a white woman, if I'm dating a white woman or married one, as long as she's willing to try to understand, mm-hmm. that's all I ask, man. And, and, and as long as I don't lose whatever my... Because that's the thing. I think that people see, okay, well, you married to a white person, male or female, so, um, you know, there's a certain level, there's a certain level of your wokeness yeah. that's going to be questioned because at some point your thoughts or your mentality is going to come in conflict with that individual. So when you don't lose that, then I think that people might even, you know, give you more of a consideration of, okay, you know what I say? Yeah. You, you are right. Like, Ashley, you good. Like, yeah. you, you being married to a white man didn't change who Ashley was and, and, and her mindset about being a black woman and, and everything that she was, you know what I'm saying, trying to ascribe to. Uh, but I think that that's what happens with people. They start to say, oh, well, maybe they're being a little bit diluted yeah. because of the mentality of, of a white their spouse or whatever. Yeah. So how was it like with the family, like in the first introduction with the family, his family? So what's crazy is, and I think I shared this the first time I was on your show, I met him in 06 at Georgetown during an internship. You did? And I met his parents then. So they knew of an Ashley. It wasn't romantic. We didn't know we would see each other again. Yeah. So when we um, rekindled after an OU Texas in 2011, <laughs> um, it, our parents both knew of each other. So okay. just like, oh, all right, y'all are actually going to date. I don't think at the time any of our parents thought it was serious yeah. until we made the decision to move to the same city. So there was never, like his parents, um, it was never a, oh my goodness, you're dating a black person or any, like no no opposition or anything like that. Yeah, and if it has been from extended family, I haven't met them or, you know, they're not yeah. bold enough to say anything to my yeah. face, but yeah. So, you know, Emmett Smith, you hear what Emmett Smith recently yes. said about yes. the whole thing with uh, the NFL and how that's going. First of all, a lot of people was nervous about it. You know, it was like, I'm surprised he said it. They were right. surprised, not nervous about it, which I was kind of surprised with it, too. But with this whole NFL thing, the thing that I keep thinking about, even when I was watching the Texas OU game yesterday, I was telling Artesia, I was like, look at these. This And these are the conversations that black people have in their house. So white people, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm about to give you some white insight that you could be a fly on the white wall. White insight. Black. I'm telling you, <laughs> check this out. 
when you're when I was sitting there watching the game and I saw all these white people rooting for these teams, I was like, if they took all the black people, it's just crazy how you watch them root for all these black people. When you know somebody in that stadium before that has said niggas who kneeling, they probably been talking Oklahoma and Austin and Texas is these are some of the racist fucking states. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy how they cheer us on. And then if we hurt or if we speak out against whatever, anything outside of sports, like we're not good enough to talk in that arena. Stay in your place. And like with Emmett Smith talking about this whole like slavery, the way it seems, it's the same way. Even in high school, the way they lied about our weight and the way they sold our height Mm -hmm. and the way they did look for the fastest person. Like football is literally the only difference between slavery now and football now is they pay you to fuck your body up. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, they used to sell you which is still a trade yeah, when they no trade say. your ass. Yeah, mm-hmm. no say. You know what I'm saying? You had no say. But now it's like you're still making pennies on the dollars to the billions of dollars that these owners are making. Mm-hmm. And these motherfuckers are retiring at 35 and barely can walk. Right. Like, uh, like, like my weed man said, he was like, you pay these guys to run into each other, have these collisions all the time, and you make their body work this way to take those collisions and give that you know that blowout to somebody you pay them to do you that. pay them to do that and after 12 years their body no longer you know how much your body gets used to that contact mm-hmm. and then to take that away from it your body falls apart mm-hmm. because it's not you know being tested anymore it's not you're not training to continue having to those impacts yeah. mm-hmm. and then you just see these dudes fall apart you got ray lewis out here with his hands oh, like he consistently throwing up a sign talk about ray lewis god bless ray man god, god bless him god bless god that bless him. that's all i'm gonna say He's up off the pomade and uh, that black spray. But you know what the funny thing is? He he Beijing. even mentioned on yeah. that. I don't know the name of the show. Is it Nick and Chris? On what? Nick and Chris, the Nick Chris Carter and that Nick dude. Yeah. It comes on before um, uh, Undisputed. But he even mentioned during the conversation he had with Chris and him about how when it when it comes to and we it's something that we talked about before. Yeah. How we don't air out family yeah. business. He mentioned that. Yeah. But bro, that's what you've been doing. Been that's doing. what you've been doing. Been yeah. doing that shit, bro. That's what you've been doing. So what are you talking about? You mm. know, you don't air our family laundry, but that's what you've been doing. Mm. Talking crazy about Colin Kaepernick and all this other type of stuff. Yeah, but right, 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 Lewis. I tell you though, man. I tell you, I read the, um, the 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 statements that Emma Smith made, and I thought it was really interesting because I think exactly the same way. Yes. And I'm, I'm 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 not torn, but I'll say this: he is in a perfect position to say that yeah. because he ain't playing in a league. Yeah, them bros that's playing, that's getting. Salaries from the people that's talking greasy, I think it's a little bit more of a conflict. But this is the thing about it, bro. If we literally could just be united in a great, like, do you know oh, how powerful it would be? Diddy wants to start a league. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do to. you know how powerful it'll be just to not, like, be like, hey, man, like, literally be powerful to where if you're like one of the motherfuckers who've been in the league 10 years and you're making all that bread and you got like 60 million in the bank. If we all could literally come together where even the young players who ain't making that bread yet be like, hey, man, well, I'll cover you 180000 this game. Right. But let's just all of us sit out this one fucking time. One just one Sunday. Show the impact. Just, of just one not, Sunday. Man, let, one Sunday. no disrespect to white people. Y'all have some great Sunday. athletic people. But that's why y'all have to get Monica's like the great white hope. Because every black person is we, we see them yeah. as athletic and great. And we, they we got to do all that shit. They know one, that. Just one week of no black athletes. That's 80% of the league. And That's who the fuck right? you cheering for at that point? Mm-hmm. A high school basketball team. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. P- like, literally. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, the elite white dudes in the game are not even better than the niggas on the bench. Yeah, that's true. Real talk. Yeah. Let's just be real. Yeah. And and, and that's the thing. It's funny. I mean, we're not going to go into the whole Eminem thing right now, but... it's No, it's, jump it's, right into it. No, but I'm saying it's the same type of thing because, like, back yeah, in I the day, I remember, like, I'm a little older than y'all, 
But back in the day, um, I remember Dennis Rodman made a statement about after they played the Celtics, he made a statement about how uh, if Larry Bird was a white, a black dude, yeah. he'd be just an average player. But since he's white, you guys exalt the great him as this great white hype. And, and then, I mean, uh, Isaiah Thomas, he kind of seconded that, that argument. And that was a big thing. Like, they were talking they were talking so bad about Rodman and Isaiah because they said this. Yeah. But that's the truth, though. And it's the same thing with Eminem. If Eminem was a, a traditional, or if he was a black rapper, mm-hmm. I mean, he's still not. Don't get me wrong. Eminem is nice. But if he was a black rapper, he'd be the greatest of all time in somebody's eyes. Possibly, or he'd just be another rapper. Yeah, you know. Now yeah, his yeah, topics. True, 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 true. I get what you're saying. Yeah, now. His, his topics are different. I mean, because he's coming from a different perspective. Yeah, he is. But since are we jumping into it? Yeah, we can jump right into okay, it. Okay, this is what I'm gonna say, and, I, and I'm tired of this shit. And it's really the same thing as the football thing. Mm-hmm. Why are they even kneeling? Why are they kneeling? Why did Colin Kaepernick kneel? They're kneeling because Colin Kaepernick kneeled. They, mm-hmm. they just deciding to. The, to take the silent process this kind of way, mm-hmm. but but why is Colin Kaepernick kneel? What was his why? Nobody's talking about that. Mm-hmm. Same thing with this shit, and, and this is us now. Okay. This is the shit that bothers me. Eminem said what he said. This motherfucker hates Trump. It's yeah. clear. Yeah. He hates Trump. Yes. But all we gonna do is say, oh man, you just you just worshiping this motherfucker because he white. You ain't even thinking about it. We 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 totally changing yeah. the content yeah. of what this man's talking about. You know that whole because content he's white. intent. Yeah. You know, we, we make it about something else. But that's We're the guilty thing. of the same shit they doing. But that's what I'm saying, and that's the, the thing same I feel shit, like man. with black people too, bro. Like, we Come literally on, always ask. I always, I, sometimes I agree with white people on the extent of we always asking for something. Like, sometimes we asking for shit that we don't even belong to us. I understand reparations. You can keep talking yeah. about that. We, we need do, that shit. We do need that. That's why <laughs> I'm about to say we like need that. that and deserve we that. Like we should. I mean, I don't care if it's as small as every black kid gets to go to college for free. Mm-hmm. Why not? That would set up the world for be a better place and yes. create a better, you know, some more wealth yes. in the black community. But I do feel like with this whole Eminem thing, we want black people. We, it's like we want allies on the white side, right? And then, then when, when we, we get, get somebody to speak out, oh, we like, man. oh, this nigga speaking on it. Yeah, he white, <laughs> and it's like, well, motherfucker. Do, okay, well, what if this nigga was, do you want him to be racist and come right. in there talking about all the poor black people and the ratchet shit that we do? Right. Or do you want this nigga to address some shit that we've been talking about addressing? And then not to be funny, his white fans mm-hmm. that he can manipulate who follow him, he gets to get them to thinking. Right. And then maybe it's some kind of change somewhere as opposed to just starting more bullshit. What, well, hold on. What white if, people what ain't if, never satisfied, it seems like. Exactly. And what if Eminem, what if Eminem, with it, because I, I believe in him, he's a, you know, I, I appreciate the skillful lyricists and top, you know, everything mm-hmm. that people rap about. What if he was on the other side and was in, in, instead of freestyle about us? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You'd be wanting Eminem? to kill this dude. Because mm-hmm. he'll probably say some of the foulest That's shit. That's what I'm saying. Because it's a lot of negative shit you know, that can be said. He hates the man. Let him, yeah. let him, let him you know, do that, let him man. be equal opportunity hater. And let him, you know, use his his platform to say what he got to say. Now we're going to say, well, if he was, you know, Professor Griffin saying the same thing for two months. <laughs> come on, man. Let him live, man. For real. That, that shit. It's the same thing that we're doing with the whole Colin Kaepernick NFL thing. Yeah. We're just not paying attention to what the issue is. We just, we're just talking about how we feel about it. Okay. You know? Yeah. That bothers me, man. Right. I think that I, what I think people, it's like a, I agree with the rationale that, we need to like listen to his message. I think some people are like, well, why haven't you noticed what like Dead Prez has been saying or like mm-hmm. other indie Facts. artists? And it's like, okay, well, on a practical note, they're not playing it on the radio. So unless you know about 
less commercial yeah. rappers, you're not going to hear it anyway. The so that's one. Two, what I'm constantly telling Michael and different people, the work of white people is for white people. Yeah. So Eminem does need to speak the truth yeah. to his people. Yeah. That it's shouldn't true. be on our yeah. shoulders. That shouldn't yeah. be on our backs. I shouldn't yeah. have to beg you to honor my humanity. So you go ahead and rap it. I'm not going to do the Matrix or, you know, have an <laughs> orgasm over it. I think it's great. You're but not have an orgasm? I don't think it takes away from our... <laughs> Classic yeah. rappers who've been saying, you yeah. know, speaking against the establishment forever, but Jeez. let that man talk talk about the president and but let I people be talking about it. That's his truth. But I think that's the same thing with Colin Kaepernick because you know a lot of people's like they looked at him as like a light skinned dude taking a stand. Exactly. And, See, and it was, but us, it was, but it was man. more so about you know he's in a position of power mm-hmm. to where yeah you and not to be funny a lot of people get mad because it could be a local dude like myself doing what Colin Kaepernick is doing and nobody shows up to wherever <laughs> I send the address at every <laughs> fucking week it could just be like my mama and a couple of my homeboys and my homeboys it's, it's like eight people friends. out there I'm just kneeling <laughs> And then I see Colin Kaepernick just fucking decide to do this shit. And then I would be like, oh, I've been doing this shit for five years right. on the corner. Yeah. And I only got my mama there still fucking uh, with me. You know what I'm saying? So some people be jealous because their message is not as big or as important as somebody else's. Right. And it's like, you can be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Believe me, bro, I done been through that with the podcast where I'm doing something and like all this shit happening. And then I'll see somebody else and I'm like, I had to stop looking because I was like, this shit is fucking garbage. <laughs> what the fuck? But sometimes it's people's timing. Sometimes people know people mm-hmm. And sometimes if you're surfing off Just knowing somebody That shit only gonna last for so long mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I'm saying yeah. So yeah. sometimes that's why you just, It's important to just literally be like Stay in your lane <laughs> You know what I'm saying Focus on what you're trying to do And keep it moving man That's all you could do bro That's all you could do man That's it but, but listen Let's go back to real quick To Emmett Smith and what he said Okay oh, yeah. Because I don't You know this, what, Something that he said Is something that I've For some reason I can't tell you when Hold on You driving back today right uh, yeah. Okay, we might, we're going to wrap it up in a little bit. Oh, okay. We're almost done anyway. But something that something that Emma Smith said about the whole the combine, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking like that for a long time, and I honestly, I can't remember who even brought it to my attention. I was reading something, and they said it's really aligned with the same thing as, you know, back in the day when they used to measure the slave and stuff yeah. like that. And I was like, damn, I never looked at it like that. But essentially, that's what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to measure your knees and how fast you're running, your measurements, how high you jump. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing as back in the day when they used to be on the, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Measuring the slaves and deciding if they're going <laughs> to make this this investment in this slave to do whatever I need to do, you know, do for my cop fields or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, man, it's the same thing. It's just a different form, really. Yeah. You know, and I, I never looked at that in... Until like maybe about two or three years ago, and I was like, man, I can't even look at the combine the same way. Yeah, run this forty, it. nigga. Yeah, you know, how fast question. you run? How high you jump? Yeah, how, how many how many uh, how many bench presses can you do? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, how it's big really are your hands? How big are your feet? Yeah, yeah, all of that. I mean, yeah. they do. They take how all the measurable, the measurable your bones. Yeah, and then they and then they measure that. What are that? That Wonderlick test? Yeah. They measure your, yeah, your intellect. intellect. Yeah, how smart are you? Yeah. Quarterbacks, how smart are you? Mm-hmm. Vince Young, they had a big thing about. How Vince Young didn't score high on the Wonderlick test, oh, yeah. and they made it about that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Is that the same right. process for like Major League Baseball, soccer? Is it the same, or is it because football is more physical? I think you know? it's more because it is more physical, physical and they yeah. do have some kind have of. Tra- I'm just they, wondering. Yeah, they have yeah. some kind of camps. They do have a combine, but it's. I mean, you're in your clothes and you're running right. drills and stuff like for you know for basketball like you do in high school. But yeah, it's not as defined because probably because of the collision process that takes place in the NFL. But so yeah. why are they publicized more? Is it because of there's a fascination with the black male body? So we want to see the slave option on the air because I can't think of the last soccer or maybe baseball combine. I can turn and see those guys run their forties. Yeah, right. 
and walk them through that room. They showing it now where they walk them through the room and they measure them. Like if you go to NFL Network, mm-hmm. like they're on there with nothing but like thin underwear on. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Really interesting. Thanks for. And not, and not to be funny, not all men are comfortable with even being in, in other places with men with just underwear on. And you got to do it in front of the whole world on TV. Right. And you got to do it on TV, and then you got other people in the room. Man, let's not act like these white dudes ain't looking that, at man. these niggas' dicks and they abs <laughs> and they back. These are some of the most defined, ripped and chiseled black men Super in the country. Man. Just the way they fascinated over them back in slavery days, they fascinated over they fascinate over them now. Exactly. You see white dudes, I know when I was really in the height of like working out, white dudes walk up to you and be like, what, what you taking? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Genetics, Just bro. eating and fucking lifting, bro. Yeah, my, bro, my brother, you know. He yeah, blessed. yeah, he ripped like a motherfucker. Yo, they, he gets all type of hate yeah. texts about, man, you ain't natural and this, that, and the other. And he tell me, yo, bro, it's just, I eat right, I work out I told you, man. three, four hours a day, and, and it's genetics. If Don't a white person, I'm going to tell you, if a white person <laughs> hates you, they go to the depths of the world to let you know. Yes, sir. Like I've said several times, watching porno and you see <laughs> white dudes on there talking about some that dick is fake, and they're like, "No, nah, that nigga pulled that meat out the same way I pulled my shit out." Good God, the shit look real to me. If it's just bigger than eyes, nigga. I mean, why well, gotta like, be fake? And then, then you'll have a black dude to be like, "Nigga, really? Like you watching porn?" And they be talking racist. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, why you why you watching this motherfucker dick down a white woman if this is the shit that you ate? Ain't nobody unless somebody tying you to a chair and forcing you to watch oh, this my shit. Goodness. And if I'm thing. watching the porn, the last thing I'm gonna say is comment on another motherfucking dick. Like, how, and that's what I'm, I'm saying. There's just too much going on. I, I mean, there's two things I don't want to see when I'm watching a porno, man. I don't want to see a nigga's asshole or the back of his balls. I don't want to be nowhere back there. Don't want to see it. I ain't trying to see the shit at all. Why are you start talking about porn? You know what? It's so funny that Rodney in here, man. Uh, Rodney. Look at this motherfucker Do you remember that time uh, I don't know who we was watching When we was younger We was watching a porno And you said Damn that nigga could donate some of that dick <laughs> I don't know who we was watching That nigga was like Damn that nigga dick <laughs> I said god damn bro Yeah man Like Them motherfuckers be like I mean they literally Like racist On their watching it Just oh, watch. I'm my like, goodness. I ain't gonna watch it But you know what I can't watch I will not watch White men fucking black women in porn. I will not. It's almost like de- it's denigrating to watch, bro. Is that a word? Well, the titles are horrible for yeah, one. They, yeah, they it's always so- a black home. Yeah. Okay, hold on. This is a reality. They trash and black yeah. Yeah. This, this or they fucking their face to where they like throwing up. And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, disrespectful, yeah. man. Look at, I can't listen. I mean, man. when we hitting the white bitches in the throat, we just hit, we finessing them motherfuckers. You know what's weird about this? And shit, they like that and shit. And I know too. this is where the filtering becomes extinct. I'm gonna be real open with y'all. It's hard for me to watch black women on porn, man. Yeah. Like, what's the reason, hard, though? Man. I what's can't, the, man. Is it because of, now? I'm gonna tell you. I read an it's article the hard. other day. The I'm production, the production is bad. The production is always worse for the most part if it's all black. Mm-hmm. And then, not to be funny, it, it's not, to me, it's not a lot of attractive black porn. No, stars. no. You know what? It's not that. Man. I mean, are you sure? Th- no, I that's one thing for me. That's not what it is. It's These just, motherfuckers look like they holding pistols. Because I, you know, because the ones. Uh-huh. I mean, nah, nah, granted, don't get me wrong. Yeah, there are bro. some chicks that should not be doing. Yeah, porn. they rough, man. Just like there's some chicks that shouldn't be stripping. Yeah, right? some black women, white women, whatever. Yeah, whatever. But it, it's it's something in here, man. Like when I see. A black woman on porn, like it's just not the same, man. Because I don't want to see a black woman like that. I got sisters and stuff yeah. like that. You know what I'm saying? It's a weird. It's really weird. I mean, I can admit because yeah. this is the reality. Is yeah, I really can admit that. You like can admit it's that. different for me. Like, I mean, it's I just like I watch every white, other I mean, race. I watch more white women because yeah. I seem like they. It just seems like they're getting down. Yeah. Well, I see the black chicks get down, but it still feels weird. Man. Yeah. There's some black girls that they are very game know. the bitch. That's I, what I'm saying. Just, <laughs> 
Yeah. The give presentation us, us for treatment. me. That was the literal one of the things in that article. It was talking about the presentation and the quality of it. Ashiness. I mean. Yeah, you'd be like, come on, man. No, but this, I mean, come on, man. There's some black chicks. Because, okay, let's say this. The best black women Thank in you. porn are the ones who are fucking with the white dudes, too. Okay. And I can't watch that either. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so you really don't get that crossover. Sometimes you'll get it. It's hard. Man. You know, if you got your production game right, like yeah. Lex, you know, yeah. like Lexington still, he's been in the game a while. Yeah, you got a whole production team. Got some, Wesley Pipe, Wesley Pipe, man, nah, ain't nobody trying to talk. I heard his name before. I ain't seen him. Like, he got skills. Nah, bro, he talked too much, bro. <laughs> every, every, like, every, that nigga talk. Wesley Pipes, hell yeah, right there, right there. Suck that shit. Suck that. Yeah, yeah. Let me say that. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, oh, no. yeah, right there. Yeah, that nigga just, he talked yeah, to me. One black one, he fucked a black woman one time. She was like, shut the fuck up, nigga. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm going to stop sucking this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talked that much, bro. For the whole fucking thing, bro. He talked. That's all That's he do. hilarious, man. That's it. What you got on that paper, Ashley? Nothing. Nothing important. That's important. Uh, I think something you said earlier. You know, you're like, I don't think white people are like racist. They just don't know. But some of them. I was just writing about it's sub- subconscious and implicit mm-hmm. because we do. There's an author, Dr. Beverly Tatum, who wrote Why Are All the Black Kids Sitting Together in the Cafeteria? Yeah. And she talks about the smog. So for somebody to say, I'm not racist, is a lie. Like, whether you're racist or mm-hmm. suffer from internalized race, racist, internalized racist oppression. Yeah. I don't think I've said that right. So. There's the subconscious stuff that comes out, or like the the young guy in tenth grade who's like, I just like light skinned girls, I just like white girls. I don't know why it's just my preference. It's like, okay, no. So let's unpack your internalized racist um, ideologies that you've embodied. What about yourself? Aren't you liking? Yeah. And or for the woman who said her husband can shoot people, just just things like that. No shade to her. But there is We can't say we're not racist Because we, we live in a racist society So yeah. you're going to get impacted It's just like just when people like say I don't see color Like yes, I no, fucking no, hate no, when, huh? Nothing Go ahead okay. I, I hate when people be like I don't see color Yeah don't they That's How the stupid. fuck you don't see color Yeah You blind mother Are you, you saying you don't see me And you're saying your default is Like a whiteness like you, you yeah, wiping you just, us away yeah you just Everybody's view me as same. whatever yes it's not the case mm. so what was your thought on the, uh, go ahead no go ahead oh no so I was just saying that's that's what I wrote down so bring that out do with you being married to a white guy do when you when you guys are out together have you had any awkward interactions where people may feel more comfortable in the setting talking to you than they would if you were just by yourself um I haven't actually looked at that I, the reason I guess I haven't looked at that is I'm while I'm an introvert and don't really like small talk anyway, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm more outgoing and more prone to say something. So I haven't noticed that. Yeah. I thought you were going to ask if I experienced anything adverse. And whenever there's a major white event, like the Republican National Convention, yeah. when President Obama was running for re-election, mm-hmm. people were angry in uh, Tulsa because it was a really, really successful Democratic convention. Yeah. This man just looked at us with contempt at the movies and I thought it was funny because they were angry so when those things happen I think they look angry or people will look at us because I I look like a bona fide black woman I'm not this Barbie over here I'm not you know um, you know self-proclaimed Oreo and Michael looks like a white dude so I think people look at us and just are like huh are they yeah. on a work day? Cause like you, you, yeah, because <laughs> you know, are they on a, is this a project? Yeah. It wasn't until like Andrew you said, he's not that he's not that white guy that you can tell he's trying to pla- pass for black. Right, yeah. <laughs> and you're not that black girl that look right. like you can be a typical, yep. you know, he she. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I don't think I think people who would be more intimidated to talk to a black person are still that because yeah. I'm not over here just you know smiling yeah. and tap dancing for you to come tap walk up dance. to me. Mm. So I know it'd be tough. So have and then having your son, mm-hmm. man, I love uh, the Drew man. Law. Drew Law, I, I love it. <laughs> it's perfect. So when you were in the process of during your pregnancy and you were having this interracial baby, like, did you have thoughts of like you know how he's gonna look and the thought process did you think ahead of like what you may have to tell him and mm-hmm. as being a black man because he's going to be seen as a black man absolutely like what are those thoughts like are you ready for those moments yeah we talked about it a lot um i watched imitation of life uh you know a long time ago i don't know yeah. if y'all have seen the, the classic but um i would always tell my husband i was like i don't want any sarah janes running around here um so <laughs> you know you're gonna have to figure out you know what it's like to be raising a, a black child you know we want to make sure he has positive black male role models because you you haven't walked a black male's shoes and that's like a priority of michael like in addition to being his father what does it mean to raise a black son and what things what what blinders do i need to remove um because you're actually going to be raising both of them yep in a way because yeah he gonna lean on you for a lot of guidance of how to talk to him right yeah so yeah that's definitely always been part of the conversation and i was happy that my son came out more melanated like sometimes especially like now you know post-summer you wouldn't necessarily be able to know my son is biracial and I, I just didn't want somebody I didn't want him walking around thinking you know I'm light bright and damn near white and then I get you know hit with the Tiger Woods reality that oh, I'm still a nigga right, right, right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah that's what we care about uh, man that's all I got man we hey, got, we can talk we, about you know that's an important subject about the coolness, man. The cool gene, you remember? Oh yeah, he wanted to he wanted you to man. talk about how it was being like. Oh, you talking about her being a woman? Yeah, I don't know if female is appropriate with this feminist movement. <laughs> you know, <laughs> people come for, but being like you mean just being a woman and being cool with so many guys or right. being like a part of the like guys crew because it's mostly guys here today mm-hmm. but you got you know it's like you fit in and you just you got that. Yeah. you're able to take the blows you're able to crack back and crack jokes with the yeah. best of them and it's kind of like I, for me knowing you I think it comes more from growing up with older brothers true I would say it comes from growing up with older brothers I think back to our our hometown and just like the vibe yeah, yeah. it's um, real kickback because I'm like a, you know my friend Rudy like yeah. uh I'm just just the type of cool people that we grew up with I yeah. think is one thing about to be out and then one of my um, former colleagues, these two white guys, came up with this perception matrix. Yeah. So picture the X axis and the Y axis. And you can be a bro. Mm-hmm. You can be a yuppie, which means you're like in the fashion and whatnot. You can be a hipster. Yeah. And you can be a nerd. So <laughs> they place you on this perception matrix. And I am a bro. I'm like I'm a full bro. Yeah. So I think that has something to do with it because I'm more relaxed. I do relate a lot. I mean, I have great girlfriends. I'm yeah. not one of those. I don't like women. women I love yeah. women. Um, but I just love, love kicking it. I love tripping. I love laughing. Yeah. When I think about the guy friends that I have, that's what we do. We laugh. We trip. We talk about women. How many wives and girls <laughs> are you scaring? Because, <laughs> you know, people, when you that cool, you scaring somebody. Because yeah, yeah. a lot of times yeah, the, the home girl is sometimes seemingly cooler with the, you know, with the person's man than... Yeah. the people in a relationship and right. it's like sometimes that you have that vibe and it's like it could be it's very hard to find a platonic relationship at yeah. this age well like, I'm a firm believer which I need to like I guess evaluate that in all of my friendships yeah. but if I if we can't 
let me let me put it in my context. If my husband has a friend girl, a girlfriend, yeah. mm-hmm. and she can't be cool with me, then she can't come around. Yeah. So like me and Artesia, you yeah. know, I want to get to know her better. Yeah. You know, and if we were in the same city, like I would want like people know it's not anything inappropriate because yeah. I'm I want to be friends with with both. Yeah. So that's one. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good sure, one. Did that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, it does. Because I mean, I think that that, that whole <laughs> like versus love thing. You know, what I'm saying when you like a motherfucker, they stick around for like yeah. a lifetime. Yeah, love fades. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it is mm. what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't it? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. How and I think it's sorry. One other no, thing I was just thinking about. There's this test. I forget the scale. Things like the Bendel scale, where it's like a theory or something where women in movies can't go. 20 minutes without talking about another dude yeah. so I I think like you know women we do talk about like relationships and things like that so it's probably maybe subconsciously like I enjoy just talking about other things mm-hmm. maybe trying to do like a psychoanalysis I don't know I do feel like women get in their own way this day and time more so than any day especially when it comes to relationships because so? a lot of times well meaning like a lot of times you hear when, it's a lot of things first of all everybody is expendable because of social media and all these dating apps, everybody's expendable. And I think sometimes people have, especially women, they have an expectation that's unrealistic for so many people. Like everybody's not going to be able to live up to the expectations that you want them to. And to put that responsibility on every dude that you meet, it's almost like going out and you know, you're dating and every girl that you go on a date with, you're looking at them as wife material. Nah, bro. Within the first couple of minutes, you know, or you know, few conversations of talking to somebody you know what kind of potential they have yeah. or what they present yeah. if you're smart right but i if do think women are i think in women in their own way far as like just not not getting out of their way not allowing themselves for and especially for black women getting to a point of thinking outside the box of not just dating black men as hard as it sounds it's one of those things where it's like as much as like i tell my mom this as much as you want a black man if black men ain't reaching for you or checking for you like that then you got to check somewhere else and as much as black men seemingly hate that shit, it's like these motherfuckers ain't stepping up to the plate out here. We're reared to hold y'all down, though. So it's very hard to shake from that. Like, yeah. hold down your family, hold down your men. Mm-hmm. You know, that's very hard to shake from. And I even think, like, okay, how am I holding my men down not yeah. being married to one of them? But, yeah. So that's hard. But I think that's what I wanted to ask because I know uh, there's a, a certain number of females who are single yeah. these days. And they find it really difficult to get into the dating scene with somebody that might show themselves as a potential mate for like the long term. Yeah. But I noticed that usually the female that's cool gets in there a little bit easier than the woman who doesn't have that information. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like yeah. they, they don't really tap into what the interest of the individual is. And most of the time that's on a friendship level, yeah. which really you know, elevates to another level. On the flip side, though, <laughs> being that cool friend can friends on you really quick. Like, I was just thinking, yeah. I was no taking doubt. an inventory no of yeah. some dudes that I'm, we've been cool, but I was like, man, why Why did he never, like, shoot the J? Like, yeah. why didn't he try to, you know, <laughs> Fade away. take it to the yeah. next level? And maybe because I was so cool, yeah. he didn't see, like, didn't oh, see Ashley's, like, like, interested in me. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think don't friends crazy. on yourself yeah, being too cool. You can, and, and you can be that. It's funny because, like, with me and Artesian, when we first started, like, we were friends first. 
You know what I'm saying? And like we, I, like she knew so much about me because oh, when yeah, we worked together, it was like me and a then homeboy, and then she was like cat corner. So when you come in, like you see a movie, and you get in your cubicles and you talking, shooting the shit. Mm-hmm. Like she was married at the time, and it was like I would come in and be like, man, this girl, blah 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 blah. She just be like this <laughs> motherfucker. Or I would come in and talk to my homeboy. He done introduced me to somebody. I'm like, yeah, I smashed, bro. And it's like she hearing all these yeah. stories. So it's like when we saw when we actually ran in each other on the outside. And when I tried to shoot my shot at that time, she like she knocked me down because she was like, "Nah, I, I remember all this shit. I remember all this shit." But it was funny too because it was like we were also friends to where even when we did start hanging out like that, like I even we had the conversation the other day. I was like, I didn't expect anything from you because I saw you as a friend. Mm. And I know we went to counseling a couple months back, and the counselor asked us. Well, she asked me, and she was like, "Well, she asked both of us, but she's like, how do you?'" view each other mm-hmm. and I was like well we I was like I view her as a business partner I was like I view her as my girl I was like I view her as a friend and then she was like what do you view her as more so and I was like almost a friend mm-hmm. because it was like we were together we before I knew her I knew her like three or four years and then it was like she got divorced and then we hung out like a year and a half before we started really being like hey we together mm-hmm. and then even then we were dating without a label so it's like it was a friend and like even when, even times when we've talked about like going our separate ways it's like we always be like hey let's make sure we're honest or we're open about this to where if we're gonna do this even I've said it I'm like you may not be able to be my friend tomorrow or the next week or the next month but I still want your friendship so mm-hmm. I don't want to do anything that I'm gonna fuck this up so bad mm-hmm. to where you're like hey fuck this dude I never want right. to see him again yeah. because I can say right now honestly if that happened I'll be fucked up like to lose the, the relationship and, and the friendship it's certain people you just you can't you let go lose. of, right, right. or if you do lose them, you do it because you care enough about them to not put them through that bullshit mm-hmm. of like dealing with seeing you but still not being what you may have wanted it to be. Nah. And I, and I honestly, I think that that the friendship strengthens a relationship because you know I was just talking about this with some of my coworkers. Come on, then, cool, LL Cool J. Oh, my fault, man. There oh, you go. Damn, that's much better. Yeah. You see how you I can hear, hear myself? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Gotta put it to your mouth, man. Dick, brother. <laughs> Yo, I get this shit. <laughs> But um, but the thing is, um, you know, that friendship lasts a lot longer to me because, you know, you'll hear about people who date and they always talk about the imposter. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if you don't know nothing about me, I'm going to put my best foot forward to yeah. try to get us in this relationship. But when you're friends first, like, you literally know everything about the person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then when y'all end up getting together, there is no more of that imposter, you know, because they have a... a, a you know, they have a, a magnifying glass into who you were as an individual yeah. before y'all got into this uh intimate relationship yeah so there's really no hiding whereas when they don't know you know you can be whoever you need to yeah. be to right. be you know uh, right for that individual in the relationship yeah so i think that that's just a little that friendship just makes the relationship when it ends up being that a little bit more pure than if i just see you and i say oh i want to date you because i could show you whoever i want whoever yeah. i need to be to get us in a relationship it's just not yeah. as pure as when a friendship starts mm-hmm. you know man your voice is like just all <laughs> today bro it's that Blanco. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, did you have something else? I think I'm good. Okay. Yeah. I just yeah. wanted to make sure. I know I know everybody, some, you know, Harp just left. You know what I'm saying? When he listened to the podcast, shout out to Harp. Thanks for coming through with the supplies, my mm, brother. Supplies. That white Henny beat, the hidden. Blanco. Yeah, a little smoke in there. I can see it in there. Well, Frank, tell them where they can find you on social media, man. Oh, man, it's Black Ghost seventy five. I don't know what the what the underscore is or nothing like that, but just search me. Yes, B L K underscore G H S T seventy five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catch me on social media, and then we got the book company with the kids, MelaninOrigins.com. We had a good 
uh, showing at the book fest yesterday. That's what's had up. a lot of interaction with some non-black folks because yeah. I think they assume that our books are for black kids. Yeah, but they're not. They're for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Books yeah. as windows, books as mirrors. You know, you know, get a window into somebody else's culture. So uh, that's true. Uh, that's true. Yeah, it was a good conversation. So Melanin Origins at you know dot com, uh, Twitter, Everything. Facebook. Yeah, Instagram, relax. check us know, out. I don't know how much you drink, today, <laughs> but you relax. We're going to oh, find you on social media. Uh, just Ashley Sarah, S I R R A H. Regular Ashley. That is a bit. Regular Ashley. And I'm going to go ahead and read this script because if I try to freestyle it today, the way I'm feeling, it ain't going to work. Be sure to keep up with all things The Reality Is by going to www.therealityis.com. Also, follow us at The Reality Is on Twitter, Instagram, Anchor, and Facebook. You can listen to previous podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, uh, SoundCloud, Player.fm, Listen Notes, and more. If you would like to be a guest on the show or if you would like to uh, like us to answer one of your questions from our perspective, be sure to email us at info at therealityis.com or call us and leave a message at 469-351-9681. And we will be sure to answer your question on the upcoming episode. Last but not least, be sure to leave us a rating or review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on as I always say we don't care if it's a good review we don't care if it's a bad review we just want to hear from you and as I always say man I always remember to inhale courage to excel success Brandon is he gone thank you for the tacos today tacos my off the chain thank, thank you my brother off the chain uh, Rodney thank you for the crown yes you know to keep the party going <laughs> Kayla Faye thank you for the pictures our real the life media. our real life uh, walking black Barbie doll <laughs> aka granny she's wavy Ashley thanks Thank you. I, I hope the t- uh, trip back to Tulsa is uh, a safe one. What, what, they, what the parents say, may God give you traveling grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And watch between like me and thee while we're absent one from another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do that. Frank. Yo. Hey, man, we got the event coming up October 28th, bro. Yeah, dashiki or not? What are you wearing, T? <laughs> he wearing a dashiki or just the reality is T-shirt? Comb my hair or not? <laughs> the reality is shirt? Shout out to uh, Rich and Jason, man. Uh, Gray, we look forward to you guys being down here. The homie Jakeem Gray going to be down here. Are you coming down here that weekend? You're I don't not gonna be know yet. I don't think so, but okay. I want to. Well, if you do come, just know your name can be on the list. Don't worry about a ticket. You can be in. That's automatic. So if you do, you'll be in the building. In the building. All right, man. We out of here, man. Y'all have a good one. We'll see y'all on next week or talk to y'all on next week. Peace. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your face. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. 
Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.